Welcome back to Ratchet and Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and today my guest is Kevin Oswald of Oswald Service and Repair in Idaho Falls, Idaho. If that name sounds familiar to you, uh, we featured Kevin in an article, Should You Hire a Coach, back in the March issue of Ratchet and Wrench. Kevin discussed why he hired a coach when he took over his father's shop and the benefits of having a coach. He also talked about when he switched coaches because he felt like he wanted to hear a different perspective and get different accountability. So he's gonna walk us through the entire process of how he's worked with coaches and how they've helped build and shape his business. So here's Kevin. Uh, Hey Kevin, welcome to Ratchet & Wrench Radio. Thank you. Yeah, so you're the owner of Oswald Service & Repair in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Tell us how you got started. Well, I got started uh, in, well, the business started in 1939. Uh, My grandfather uh, started the business. It was a service station. And, you know, back in 1939, you see the pictures of the uh, people that came out with the hats and the little bow ties. And uh, they'd come running to wash your windows and check your oil for you and pump your gas. That was my grandfather. And uh, he started that business with his brother in 1939. Uh, In, uh, oh, I believe it was around 1968, he got into a partnership with my father. Uh, From there, um, I took over from my father and uh, I've got uh, both of my sons working with me in the business right now. So uh, we're working on four generations in this business. That's phenomenal uh, family history there. It is. It is. It's fantastic just to look back and uh, see the things that have been accomplished. Um, it's it's a wonderful story. Yeah. You brought back some memories when you were talking about the full service. Uh, you know, outside of the New Jersey Turnpike, I'm not sure there are any more full service uh, service stations anymore. Right, right. <laughs> uh, in fact, in our city in Idaho Falls, uh, Idaho, we were the last service station uh, to do uh, full service uh, with the fuel. Um, it was, uh, I took the service station over from my father in 2004. And uh, shortly after, I realized that, uh, you know, pumping people's gas and the whole service station aspect, it was fantastic. It had served us, our family, well for years. But it was a little bit of a losing proposition. And so, you know, it was shortly after I took the service station over that we decided to quit um, selling fuel and just focus mainly on automotive repair. Okay. And so your segue into the business, did you come in as, the, as an advisor? Did you come in as a tech? Like, how, when did you, um, you know, enter into the business? Like, from what position? Oh, God. Um, when I was in kindergarten, I remember, uh, my dad leaving and going to work at seven o'clock or six o'clock in the morning and me waking up and standing at the front door with one of a red shop rag in my back pocket, looking at my dad saying, let's go to work and how upset I was when he wouldn't take me to work. So, you know, this is something that has uh, really been uh, indoctrined into me my whole life. Now, when I graduated high school, my father and I had a talk and he said, Kevin, I don't think that this business will ever support two families. And if you want to stay, that's fine. 
Um, I can pay you $8 an hour and uh, you're more than welcome to stay. But, uh, you know, you might want to think of something else to do. So at that point in time, I did. I uh, attended a semester at Idaho State University taking general education and uh, realized that wasn't for me. Uh, I was uh, offered a job uh, at a local tire shop. Well, in fact, the tire shop that was just right across the street from the service station really had some uh, potential to advance. And so that was appealing to me. Um, So I hopped in with them and uh, worked there for seven years, uh, left there and went to an independent uh, alignment and brake shop in Idaho Falls and managed that place for seven years until my father was in a position where he was ready to retire. Uh, Once he was ready to retire, um, I gave my uh, boss, in fact, it was about a year's notice that I gave him and said, hey, I'm taking the family business over just to let you know and uh, got back into the uh, service station with my dad. That's a great story. You know, you were, I love that whole thing about you being five years old with the rag in your pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. I just remember busting into tears when I had to take me to work. Yeah, it, 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 it was really something else. But, uh, y- you know, on our subject that we're going to talk about a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, coaching and whatnot, this, those 14 years that I spent away from the business was really fantastic for me. Had I stayed with my dad, everything would have been the status quo. It would have, you know, my father's way of thinking, this is how you run the business. Uh, me going out and uh, working uh, for this tire store for seven years, working for this independent uh, owner for seven years, really broadened my mind as to how things can run differently and run better. And when I came back to uh, the service station and took that over from my father, you know, I had that other knowledge that I brought into the uh, uh, business. And I really think that that was an asset. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. You know, so for our listeners, you know, you may recall reading about Kevin in the April issue, Should You Hire a Coach? You're running your dad's shop there. When did you realize you needed a coach? What was the tipping point for you as you're, as you're taking over the shop, you're, you're getting your hands in there, you're making it in your own image? What was that point like for you? You know, I would have to say I took the service station over, like I said, in 2004. And uh, I would have to say about four years later when we decided to uh, get rid of fuel. And I made that decision. Um, You know, I had been implementing things that I had learned at other shops. And uh, at that point in time, I was receiving emails uh, from uh, different consulting groups and uh, looking at it. uh, You know, they were talking about things that I didn't know of, didn't understand at the time. And it was like, you know, I think there's more to this than just showing up every morning and uh, working as hard as I can and then going home. Uh, I need to learn a little bit more about how to run this business. I was in a situation where anything that came through my door, I can fix. I, uh, bar none, I was a wonderful technician, 
but I also realized that I need some help in managing uh, uh, the store and learning how to do that. And it was, it was about uh, four years into it that uh, I realized that I need to start looking around and I need some help. Okay. So you came across ATI, you know, um, Tell us what that relationship was like for you and what kind of value you got from working with ATI. Oh, fantastic. Just wonderful. I love ATI. I love what they taught me. I love uh, my coach. Um, Tom was excellent. Loved him. And uh, as it said in the article, I didn't even know what KPI stood for until I got in with uh, ATI. And uh, ATI taught me, you know, what I needed to know as far as, you know, these are performance indicators that you need to keep an eye on. You need to make sure that your percentage is X, Y, and Z, and this is how you do it. And uh, just being able to soak all of that information in from them was fantastic. I just, I, 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 I love ATI and I love them for... Uh, getting me on the road that I am right now. Yeah, and how long were you coached at ATI? By the time? Uh, at least eight years. Eight, you said eight years? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was with ATI for quite a while. Um, I, like I said, I just loved them. Yeah. So in the story, you said, you know, that ATI, you know, really opened my, it says it opened my eyes and helped me look uh, at different ways of managing my shop. You know, what were some of the enduring lessons that you still have today that you learned from Tom at ATI? Oh, gall. Um, first and foremost, uh, charging what I'm worth and uh, not being able or not being afraid to charge what you're worth. Uh, that was a huge thing for me is, uh, well, you know, a lot of that uh, is diagnostic. You know, I had a really, really tough time with that for a long time. Um, and I would devalue myself, my technicians, my shop, uh, as far as charging for diagnostics, I try to put it into a package where, Hey, if you do this repair, I will, um, uh, discount the diagnostic fee. And, uh, you know, that was a big thing that they taught me was don't do that. You know, your time and your technician's time is worth something. Uh, and your technician's abilities at uh, the time that they have spent uh, investment uh, going to school, their tools and whatnot. I mean, people come to you for a reason. And the reason is that they can't figure it out themselves. And you need to be charging for that. And, uh, you know, it, it, it took me a while to get over that. But uh, once I understood that concept, that was wonderful. And yes, they helped me with that. Yeah. What, any other lessons from them? I, you know, uh, besides that, just uh, a workflow in the shop would be another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were able to uh, show me something that was a lot more efficient as far as my workflow goes um, out in the shop than what I was doing. And uh, I've I've got two locations now. I've implemented that uh, workflow into both locations, and it, it it's just fantastic. Okay. Now, you know, you eventually met Murray Voth of Shop Owner Coach at a conference. Which conference did you meet him at, and then had that connection for him? 
Oh, gal. Uh, so my uh, manager in Idaho Falls, Josh, and I uh, decided to go to a uh, Bolton conference in Houston to uh, kind of get brushed up on a little bit more of what Bolton technology uh, can do for you. We were uh, subscribers of Bolton, and we so it was a class that they were doing. And while at that class, um, I met Vic. And uh, we sat down uh, um, at the uh, uh, same table and we started talking a little bit. And immediately, I mean, we just hit it off. Now, you know, let me preface this by saying that at this particular time, I was looking for another uh, coach. Now, I know I've been seeing the praises of ATI. I always will sing the praises of ATI. They're a fantastic organization. Um, I, I, I felt like they were able to take me to a level and then I needed to be taken somewhere else. Uh, you know, like uh, ATI got me through, uh, you know, my bachelor's program and I wanted to go on to a master's program. And so I was looking for that uh professor, so to say, to take me through my master's program. And uh, that's what I feel like I found when I found Vic, is uh, that person that uh, could uh, take me to the next level, who could just push me further. And uh, he definitely has. Okay. So, all right. So, you know, you hired Vic. What has he added to your learning, building off that existing foundation that you got, you know, from ATI? What has he added to that learning? First and foremost, accountability. Um, I am the type of person who, uh, if I'm told something to do and I'm given a task, I'll do it. But uh, for me to go out and initiate that, I'm a little bit slow. So, you know, Vic would come in and say, okay, your, uh, your total gross profit percentage needs to be X and you're at Y, uh, you need to do this. And, you know, I, I got that with ATI, but Vic actually has the prod. I mean, he uh, um, will hold me accountable to, uh, you know, certain numbers and uh, taking care of, uh, you know, certain things in my shop. You know, another thing that I really, really love about Vic, too, is uh, his availability. And, uh, you know, at any point in time, I can contact Vic, I can text him and uh, be able to talk with him about issues and problems that I had. It, it was a little bit more difficult uh, getting a hold of my coach over to ATI, not, not saying that I couldn't, I, I mean, but... Uh, it was a little bit more difficult with Vic. Uh, you know, case in point, we were texting back and forth yesterday about something. Here about three weeks ago, I had to do something that was probably the most difficult thing that I've had to do being a shop owner. I had to let uh, one of my managers go. And just being able to talk to Vic and just have a shoulder to cry on and uh, ask his advice and whatnot, you know, things like that are just really indispensable it you know not only do we have a uh, connection as far as business goes but uh, you know Vic and I have de developed a personal connection as well okay now something I've noticed in our 2022 ratchet and rich industry survey report is that 60% of shop owners say they don't work with a coach 
you know, why has having a coach benefited you and why do you think shop owners should be coached? Oh, God, we don't know everything. Um, and, uh, you know, for anybody to say that they know everything about this industry and about their job, uh, I feel is foolish. Uh, we just, we can always glean information. We can always um, take advice from somebody. And having a coach there, it broadens your horizons. It opens up your mind uh, to other possibilities, other things that you can do. Uh, Vic is always telling me about other shops that he coaches, uh, you know, what their car count is, what how many bays that they have, uh, what their, uh, you know, gross profit, what their average repair order is. And, you know, Kevin, if these guys are doing X out of a four bay shop, you can easily do that more out of your six bay shop. And so, you know, from that standpoint, I really think that we can, we can learn a lot from a coach. Um, and, uh, they will help us improve. I mean, what you spend on a coach, you're going to make back tenfold. Wow. And then, so, you know, for shop owners who may want to vet coaching candidates, what's the best procedure to do that? Like, how did you go about vetting, you know, working with ATI, vetted working with Vic? Like, how did you go about vetting your coaches? And then what can you teach them about vetting their own? Well, you know, when I first started with ATI, ATI had reached out to me. Um, I called, I talked with them. I went to uh, one of their welcome meetings that they had and uh, was impressed with the organization and signed up. Uh, Now, years later, as I had been doing that for a while, um, I said, okay, you know, I need to be taken further. So at that point in time, I really kind of took my time a little bit. I went to different uh, programs that they have, but, uh, you know, I went to a couple of uh, consulting places and uh, I just, you know, I I, I was looking for a, a particular one. I was looking for more of a personal touch with me. And so... I would definitely do that. I would check, you know, four or five of them out on the list and just see who you feel comfortable with because there's a lot of them and they all offer uh, different things and it's basically who you feel comfortable with. Okay. And for shop owners who are coached, but like yourself, maybe who want to switch coaches because they want to hear, you know, hear a different voice, you know, because you said you had ATI for eight years, you got a ton of value out of it, but you wanted to hear a different voice. Um, You know, what, what do you recommend they do? Like, how, how should they approach that? A lot of that, you know, a company like ATI, um, they've got more than one coach. Uh, so, you know, it might be something that, uh, and I'm, I'm sure that the coach that I was with, that there wouldn't have been any ill will. Um, I, uh, just as long as I worked with Tom, it was uh, fantastic. And if I went to him and said, hey, you know, I want to switch coaches. I, you know, I'd like to talk to somebody else. I'd like to have a different perspective. Uh, You know, I'm I'm sure that that's something that, uh, you know, a coaching uh, outfit that you were with at that time, they wouldn't mind doing. Other than that, um, 
God, it's just a fact of just looking around and seeing what's out there. I, I really think that other opinions really can broaden your horizons a little bit. It, it, it's like when I left the service station and I went to uh, work for those other two shops and got different perspectives and different ideas of how to run a business and how to take care of customers. Um, I, I mean, it, it was neat. Uh, industry publications like Ratchet and Ranch, you know, being able to read articles in there um, kind of open up your mind a little bit and uh, help as far as, uh, you know, okay, I like what he's talking about. Can I find a... Uh, uh, a coach that can help me with those same values. Okay. And let's talk about chemistry. How important is chemistry between the shop owner and their coach? Huge, huge, absolutely huge. Um, you know, uh, Vic and I, like I said, when we sat down and talked, I just immediately knew that, uh, Vic was, uh, the person for me. Um, not only from what he was saying uh, from a standpoint of running a shop, but uh, Vic is somebody who is uh, very uh, faith-minded, as am I. And we connected on that level as well. And so I, I think it's really big. Vic, because we have that connection, I don't hold anything back with him. And he doesn't hold anything back with me. And, you know, having that honest connection with somebody, and, and Vic has told me this before, is that uh, he's grateful that I am able to be so honest with him because being honest with him enables him to help me better. And so, I, yeah, having that uh, connection with a coach, it's huge. It really is. And I'd have to say, if you're just not feeling it and you don't have that connection um, and you're already with a coach, you know, maybe you need to look around. And like I said, not necessarily leave the company that you're with, but, you know, maybe talk to him about being assigned a, a, a different coach within that company. No, and you just hit something that I wanted to actually talk about was just transparency. You know, how important is transparency with your coach to your success? Oh, huge huge you know your coach cannot do his job if he doesn't know exactly what's going on and you know i'm, I'm, I'm talking transparency to the point where uh, you know i've had conversations with vic about you know how i feel about different uh situations that i get into and how tough it is for me sometimes to talk to a customer about a certain um, topic or to talk about one of my employees about a certain topic. I, you know, I'm very vulnerable, vulnerable with him and uh, just let him know that, uh, hey, this is what's going on. This is how I feel. And Vic is able to take that and say, okay, I understand. I see where you're coming from now. And, you know, Vic has told me before, too, I can understand now that what I'm telling you to do kind of bothers you. So let's try and get over that before we do this, because, you know, I still want you to do this. But, 
you know, we got to get over some barriers first before we head into that. And, you know, that's something that I've never had in the past is, uh, you know, I, I've just always been told that this is what you do. And I sit there and go, uh, okay. But to have that connection with somebody else and just say, you know, I understand why you want me to do that, but this is why I feel I can't is just fantastic. It, okay. It's huge. It's huge to be honest, to be transparent with your coach. Yeah. And so in choosing a coach, what are some red flags that shop owners should look out for or should kind of keep their mind open to when trying to choose the right coach? I, I would think that the biggest red flag is if you do not feel comfortable talking to your coach, opening up with your coach, you really, really need to look elsewhere because you, you won't have that transparency. And if you don't have the transparency, the coach can't do his job. All right. Well, Kevin, no, thanks for joining me today. My best to you on the rest of 2023. All right. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And that's going to do it for us here today at Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter, which goes out daily. Uh, and you can find that at ratchetandwrench.com. That's R-A-T-C-H-E-T-A-N-D. W-R-E-N-C-H dot com and may the rest of your day be the best of your day and we'll see you next week.